Welcome to the 19th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host, and not his own grandpa, Adrian Pinter. How's it going, my friend? General Kenobi, quite well, sir. How are you? I am quite well, too. Ooh, charmed, I'm sure. Yes, oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes, for real. Yeah, how are you? I'm well, thanks. That's good. How are you? That's good. I'm good. I'm just hyped for the PlayStation 5. I know. I know. It's I, coming out so soon. I know we're not a video gaming podcast, yeah. but I'm super excited. Dude, I'm so stuck. I wish I could talk about it uh, with you, but again, we don't talk outside of this podcast. And no we more. don't talk about video games on this podcast. All that much, at least, we should say. We do talk about video games sometimes. When they overlap. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, The Last of Us HBO show. Yes, which I can't wait for. Or the Uncharted movie which starring I, Tom Holland instead of Nathan Fillion. Which I can wait for. Yes, I can wait too. <laughs> I don't really care about that one. No, me neither. Uh, but I guess we'll see. But yeah, I'm very excited, man. I can't wait for PlayStation 5. I'm, I got the accessories ready to go. I got the day booked off and the four days following. I'm friends with the UPS driver that keeps on coming to my house now. Sorry, Pure Later. Pure Later. Are you joking or are you actually friends with the delivery guy? He knows me by name. Really? And, and what's and, his name or her uh, name? I think it's like Dave or something. It's Dave or Derek. It's something with a D. You're sure? I'm not sure. Dick? It's possible. Maybe it's Richard. Damien? Dolores? I doubt it's Dolores. He's a dude. But it's possible. But Dumbo? he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Dumbo? Like the elephant. Yeah. I loved never Dumbo know. as a child. Yeah? Yeah. 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 That's fair. That's super fair. What's new with you this week? What did you do? Just working, you know? Just working. The, I can relate. Uh, the cases keep going up in COVID. There was an election. Donald Trump apparently lost, or we think he lost, because I feel like there might be some hanky-panky business with the Supreme Court. But, you know, well, that was uh, kind of... It's crazy. We're in Canada up here, up up in the, the great white north. But we still, much like most of the world, was watching that American election. Yeah, it took them long enough. To, oh, to vote the count the votes. Yeah. To vote the counts. To vote the counts. Yeah, it was the fucking uh, sloth from Zootopia counting the votes in Nevada. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. There's lots of Nevada counting memes, that's yeah, for know. sure. Yeah, but right on, man. I'm excited for Americans that are happy, and I'm disappointed for Americans that are sad. Whatever you are, I'm on your side. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, we don't take sides here. <laughs> or we do take sides. Both sides, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What's What's your week been like? Pretty uneventful, man. Uh, I've just been working as well. I've been working as well. I'm, I'm honestly uh, just running at a higher heart rate this entire week, just because time is ticking we're getting closer and closer to that playstation baby i have this weird feeling that this whole episode you're gonna make little references to the playstation it's possible we might even just cancel next week's episode because i'll be too busy playing no 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 my playstation gotta stay consistent we'll be up we'll be up next week don't you worry fans out there we launch Mm -hmm. every monday consistently maybe we should record on wednesday night you want to record on wednesday night uh we could we could we might miss some news we'll do so good i'm off all day saturday are you working saturday i'm not all right you know what saturday morning we'll meet up early we'll get this shit out of the way this is this, this, this garbage that we do every week anyways but this garbage that we do every week let's get it out of the way early on saturday and uh then we can start playing playstation okay okay yeah that's fair i mean it only really helps you I, i'm gonna have to edit it afterwards as i just mentioned uh but it's all good if you, you have more you time need, off if that's than what I you do. require 
All good, man. You have the entire week off following, am I right? No. Not the entire week? I took uh, some of the days back. The reason I booked off more time was because of uh, a very anticipated game called Cyberpunk 2077, mm, which was... Never heard of it. Unfortunately, it was delayed again. Which was another meme that has yeah. arisen a lot. The delays of CD Projekt Red, the developer CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077 being delayed a million and five times. You might know CD Projekt Red because they make the Witcher game and they made a Netflix series called The Witcher that's not based on the game. And is not related to the developer. It's based on the also. books and it's not related to the developer at all. It's true. Although... Interestingly, fun fact, I think we mentioned this on a previous episode, Henry Cavill's a big The Witcher fan, The Witcher the Wild Hunt mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, he's a big PC gamer, and he what uh, a nerd. He really loved the game, and he kind of brought the Geralt style of, from the game to his role, which is kind of neat. Yeah. So that's Once they uh, re-release Witcher, the Witcher updates for PlayStation 5, Yes. maybe I'll jump back in. I'll, maybe I I'll try to play that game. I'm going to play it. And then I'm going to... Again watch the net maybe i'll watch the netflix series i'm like oh maybe i'll get into this game now baby and then play it what i would like to say about the witcher tv series on netflix is it's quite good there's moments that are quite good but i feel like it felt like there was pieces missing like they weren't quite attaining greatness Mm. i I hope the season two they really hit their stride that'd be Um, nice that'd be awesome i i just remember like i never watched the show obviously but i saw a bunch of stills and the like the knights or whatever in the show their costumes were atrocious am am i wrong am i just seeing they look like scrotums Like am I am I wrong? I think I know what you're talking about. Like I just saw like a couple stills. I think it's bad. Like the game as well, though. I'm not sure that they is it. I think it's the Nilf Guardians. I think that that's the costume. That seems right. The armor that you're talking about. (laughs) It just didn't look good. I remember seeing the. Maybe they're gonna change the design. Yeah, they weren't phenomenal. I did find that uh, Henry Cavill's Witcher costume, the Witcher armor, was quite well done. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty uh, pretty on point. Well, I'll jump into it and I'll be the judge of that. Tell me, Adrian, how is your stomach feeling? Oh, it's good. I'm fine now. I'm not, I'm still pooping, just not diarrhea though. I was just about to say, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty details, but last week you had a bit of a a problem. I did. It wasn't a COVID related problem, most likely. It seemed like more of a 48 hour stomach bug. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Or salmonella or something like that. I don't think so. Rogi salmonella. It's possible, actually. There was actually salmonella floating around. There was some kind of news article about that. In pierogies? In particular? But yeah, so you're okay. I'm fine, man. I'm golden. I'm golden, pony boy. Huh. Well, that's good news. I'm feeling great. It's good news. I mean, even when we were recording that episode, I was starting to feel better. I just wore a mask out of respect for you. I appreciated it. I appreciate um, it. This week, no mask. Let me know if the sound quality is worse this week and if I should wear a mask to every episode. Did you tell? Could you tell when you were listening back to the episode that you were no. wearing a mask? I could. You could? I was, I was listening with headphones and I was I, I could tell because I've edited everyone. Was it was it muffled? No, it wasn't muffled, but there was a there was a definitely a mask quality to it there was no popping on your mic at all whereas i get some popping i'm sorry to the people listening out there uh sometimes because of the way our mics are set up yeah thanks you're welcome thanks for trying to demonstrate let's get into some show clarifications shall we yes we shall this show clarification comes from kenneth stadelbauer again kenneth so let's reach into the mailbag here for a moment shall we hi ken we ask our listeners to write into us with comments questions and corrections by way of twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com and as i just mentioned kenneth stadelbauer wrote into us once again and he said what did he say dear disembodied voices that may or may not be in my head let me provide trivia and answers in connection to podcast 18 That was last week's episode, wasn't it? Correct. The Mandalorian 
A crew member contacted a deaf person to create the sign language of the Tuscan Raiders and to teach it to the cast. You think they called them? Like on the phone? <laughs> there are ways to, you know, get phone calls if you're deaf, just so you're aware, Adrian. <laughs> the next point he makes is Hellstrom refers to Damien Hellstrom, the son of Satan from the comic of the same name. In comics, he dealt with supernatural and diabolic entities and interactions with his father and sister. Hmm. Stepfather and stepsister? Oh boy. Uh, the third point he's making here is multiple personality disorder was renamed Disassociative Identity Disorder in 1994 to more accurately reflect the nature of the condition. It is more of a splitting of identity into fragmented personas rather than the forming of new identities. That's that's, that's crazy. So yeah, that, that's one thing I asked last week. Was and when they, they changed the name. Yeah, when did they change the name? Apparently they changed it the year I was fucking born. Which doesn't make sense because you obviously have heard of multiple personality disorders. So nobody really, I don't think everyone was on the same page on this. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Chinese virus, right? Everyone still calls it that. I, I don't think so. Oh, no? No. Nope. Oh. That's arguably hurtful and racist. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you call it that? No. I call it the Wuhan flu. Oh, no, boy. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. It's, you call it's, it? It's COVID-19. COVID-19. 23. No, yeah, COVID-23 from the hit movie Songbird, Songbird, which makes no sense. Every time I think, I think, trying to think about the name of that movie, it's funny. It still comes to me because it's so outrageous. Songbird is a fucking awesome name. It is. Me too. You know about I mean? this movie, it is pretty <laughs> it wild. It doesn't make sense. Like, like, I feel like Songbird just seems like a cool name. It does. Like, I just, like, if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, what's this movie about? It's about this fake... <laughs> this this future pandemic of COVID nineteen evolving into COVID twenty three, which is a more dangerous strain of COVID nineteen and kills more of the population. Is that how diseases regularly work? I know you're a doctor, so do they name? I'm not a doctor. Uh, do they name uh, diseases like if it's like SARS one? Do they do like SARS two or like COVID nineteen? Because like there was no COVID one through eighteen. Am I right? No, I don't think that that's so, how they're naming it. So why would they just... Like, why in this hype, this movie? Why is it COVID-23? Did they get COVID-20, 21, 22 in this movie? I think it has something to do with the makeup of the actual... Thing? Thing. Although, yeah, I'd have to look up that... I don't know that answer. Because, again, I am not a doctor. Just uh, to be yep. clear. Just we to be clear. you are a doctor. But, uh, yeah, it is interesting, the multiple personality disorder. Uh, just by... Just so you understand, audience, the reason that we are talking about this is because of Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. I forgot last that was announced. Week, episode 18, we talked about how Oscar Isaac has been in talks to portray Moon Knight, the Marvel hero who has dissociative identity disorder, and how that's going to become a Disney Plus show, which I'm super excited for. And I'm just... I just want to see another Disney Plus show that isn't The Mandalorian. Also, The Mandalorian Episode 2... You watch it? Is, ...is awesome. It's great. Yeah. This season so far is just like... Fantastic. It's. I feel like these past two episodes are Maybe better than... Maybe the best ones. That's exactly what I was going to say. They're better than anything from the first season in just... Again, I don't want to dive too deep into this because I feel like... We haven't even finished Candace's yeah. letter here. But it's, it's just... It's so fantastic. It's The effects look phenomenal. Like all the practical effects and... It, again, it's so cool. They do these like cool little episodic stories while still kind of connecting to the previous one a little bit. And yeah, it was certainly connected. Like I, the, the ending of the first episode is where we started off in the second episode. Yeah. Pretty deliberately. Mm -hmm. So you still and, need to follow along, but you get, again, succinct endings yeah. in some capacity to, again, the little small little chapter. Yeah. I really love the, the show. It's so good. Me too. Man, what a show.
Yeah. What's next? What else did Ken say? Kenneth then went on to say, I am, of course, crushed that you took Kate Winslet's word about Avatar 2 taking place underwater over mine. I would have at least scooted over and let Leonardo DiCaprio share the door, unlike that selfish bitch. Yeah, fuck her. I feel like that's a little harsh, no, Kenneth. screw Kate Winslet. She let Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio yeah, die. Kate, Kate Winslet. Uh, yeah, it screw. was actually the actress Kate Winslet that did that. It was her choice. It was her. <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously, he's referring to Titanic. And the fact that we last week talked about how Avatar 2 is taking place underwater and Kate Winslet can somehow hold her breath for seven minutes, which I think beats Tom Cruise's record from Mission Impossible. I don't think we mentioned that last week. I don't think so. That's crazy, though. Remember for Mission Impossible, he, he had some weird record the of third six, one? six and a bit minutes. It was the third movie, right? To shoot the Mission Impossible. I think so. And that No, with, not the third movie. The toilet bowl? No, no. That's not the third. third movie was years ago. So it was the fourth movie? We're talking about like Ghost Protocol or... I don't think it was Ghost Protocol. That was it, the one after that. Hmm. It was the fifth one? I think so. Hmm. The sixth one is the one that most recently came out, which yeah. is amazing. That's arguably one of my favorite action movies Mission ever. Impossible Fallout. If you haven't seen that action movie, man... Go watch that movie. If you're it's a fan so of action awesome. movies, what a movie. Yeah. That is a movie t- to remember. What is so it? 90-something on Rotten Tomatoes? It's like 97, oh, I think. It's just, it's such a wild ride the entire time. Wild ride is, is the best way to put it. Is there moment in that movie that you're not at the edge of your seat? No. Tom Cruise, he just keeps pushing the envelope. Yeah. So does Christopher McQuarrie, the, the director. I know. I can't wait for... Uh... Seven and eight. Yeah, and he's apparently next both year. of them. I think is he filming them at the same time? I think he was uh, filming them back to back. Cool. That was my understanding. It's pretty awesome. But I'm not going to look into it. Question: Does Avatar Two have a subtitle, or is it just going to be? You think it's just going to be called Avatar Two, or is it going to be called like Avatar Two Under the Water with with Kate Winslet or I, something along those lines? I'd imagine it's something along those lines. Yeah. I don't think it's just going to be Avatar Two. I, I think it would be pretty boring if you just called it Avatar Two. Yeah. But maybe. You don't know. You don't know with good old James Cameron. Avatar, we're back and we're underwater this time around. Yeah, that's that's going to be the name. You yeah. should submit that to James Cameron. I will. I'll send you his email after the show. Sounds good. Oh, you probably have his email because you're... I'm in the industry, but uh, me, and, me and James, uh, we don't get along. Oh. No. So he might not take your suggestion. No, I was very vocal about how much I disliked Avatar. And uh, he was all like, I respect your opinion, but... But I hate your guts now. I hate your guts he didn't say now. He said, I always hated your guts, actually. I was like, dude. That's rude. That's incredibly rude. Before you even hated Avatar, he hated you. I know. Whew. Wow. He's Come like, on. I expected you to dislike him. Come on, James. I Don't judge a book you... by its cover. Yeah, he's like, I expected you to dislike it because you have such good taste. And I, and I hate you for it. Because you have good taste. Yeah. Oh, okay. Titanic is a great movie, and that's the only good movie James Cameron's ever made. Terminator 2. And 1. I'll give you that one. Two. I'll give you that too. Those two. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> let's actually finish this email here. It's signed Kenneth. The end. <laughs> Although he has a quote, he does of course have a quote like he normally does, and the quote is: "Sanity is madness put to good use." A quote by George Santayana. Mmm. Indeed. I uh, I don't know who he's related to. Oddly enough. Which right. is crazy. I know who everyone's usually related to. But not this fellow. No, not this guy. Well, it's too bad, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Kenneth. Once again, you're just always always coming through on these emails. You're and the I, best. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time, making the effort. Yeah. And I ask you, viewer, again, write into us. Please. We're welcoming it. Say anything to us. You don't, you don't even have to talk about film and TVs. Film and TVs. I don't know what that was. Sony 900H. The Sony 900H is the only one with HDMI 2.1 ports. 
That's like a, that's an inside baseball joke right yeah. there. If you sell tech, I think you'll get it. But but yeah, no, seriously. Write into us on Twitter. Write into us, splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. We invite it. Give us a would you rather. Give us a, a I love this movie. Do you love it too? Question mark. No, you know, the answer is no. I'm going to answer that prematurely. The answer is no, I hate uh, that's that not movie. Necessarily, <laughs> that's not necessarily true. Adrian, I don't understand what's going on. Although that one time, that one guy, he said to, to, said to you, Hey, Adrian, do you like The Happening? And did you end up watching The Happening, by the no, way? No, I never did. Oh, okay. I think I watched... What did I watch? The Happening, of course, being a movie by uh, the great M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan Malamalan. He has an Apple TV Plus show. Yeah, it's which called... I, is it is it well-regarded? I don't know the answer to that question. Let's take a look at the old Google and check it out. It's a show called Servant. Ah, Servant. That's right. It's actually a 83 on Rotten Tomatoes. 82% uh, audience bad. score as well. It's also a TV series by M. Night Shyamalan, so I wonder. I do wonder what that would be like. There's a second season coming, apparently. Who are the starring actors in Servant? Lauren Ambrose. Oh, Rupert Grint. Oh. From Mr. Uh, from Harry Potter fame, which... Uh, Ron. Ron. Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. M. Night Shyamalan might actually be in it as well. Maybe I know he does a cameo in a lot of his movies. He does. He's like uh, Quentin Tarantino in that way. Yeah. The new season two airs January 15th, 2021. That's not long from now. No. I might watch this. There is uh, Apple TV Plus is, uh, continues to surprise. I think we're going to talk about it a little bit later yeah. in this episode as well. Tony Revolori, best known for playing Flash in um, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. He's also in it. Cool. He plays Toby. Oh. Or just Tobe. <laughs> Does that actually say that there? Or? T-O-B-E. Okay. Is it Tobe? Or is it Toby? Who knows? Oh, oh I see. You're, you're not sure, but it doesn't say like Toby Slash in quotations. Tobe. Tobe <laughs> McGuire. No, like no, it does not. Why would it say that? <laughs> Toby, Tobe McGuire. That's ridiculous. Anyway. Nah, maybe I'll watch it. That was almost like a double Spider-Man reference there. All right, Adrian, what are you watching this week? What have you watched? What have you seen? What have you enjoyed? Did I mention what that films I... and TV shows have you indulged in? Did I mention I finished all of Harry Potter? I don't think so. I finished all of Harry Potter. Man, fantastic. Deathly Hallows Part 1 again. Best movie. I cry like a little baby. At That's the... another Rupert Grint property. Yeah, I know. I know. That was the segue, dude. But no, I honestly cried like a little baby. I always cried the... Part 1? Yeah. Part okay. one is unbelievable. It's so good. I think the, the movie is so summed good. up by that scene in which Harry and Hermione are dancing in the tent. I, I just, love that. Oh, what a, the song by uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And the, the oh, there's just something. Everything about that movie, it's perfect. It is amazing. It is the best movie in the Harry Potter series. It's the best movie of all time, arguably. I don't agree <laughs> with that part, but I really did like that. And I cry as well in that. Yeah. And then it, it's kind of... It does make me emotional in the idea that this is all ending and you can tell that it's ending. And I've read all the books and like that's also my perspective a little bit. And it's it's just sad in that way too. It's just such a good movie. The second movie, unfortunately, I feel like it falls short. It isn't it's the worst really in the series. Great. It's still really great. I just find that the ending, something about it didn't feel as... A, I don't know. I like the charged. ending. I, I really like the ending. I think where it misses is it kills off a lot of characters and they get killed off off screen and you just see their corpses. I think mean, that's where it kind of falls flat. Because there's some major character deaths in Deathly Hallows Part 2. They're alive and then you don't see them for about 30 minutes and then you see their corpses. And it's like, oh man, like that's sad. That's but I, true. It's like I they wish didn't have I could, enough time. Yeah, I wish Imagine. I could have seen these characters die. 
which is fucked up to say, but like, I don't know. I, I kind of wish that would have happened. I concur. Um, yeah. You know what's interesting about this is that, so this was made years ago. I think mm-hmm. the first mo- Harry Potter movie, 2001, 2001, Jinx, Philosopher's Stone. Imagine this was being made initially in 2020. It might have been a TV show on HBO Max instead. So, what do you think the likelihood is that we'll get a Harry Potter reboot? As, as a TV series? TV series, or maybe even just another movie series. I still think it's too years. fresh because of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Which being we'll a series about. of potentially five films. And yeah. we're gonna, we are going to talk about that later in the podcast as we get to the news. But it's a good point. I'm yeah. not sure. So, yeah, I watched that. I love those movies. They're fantastic. I'm going to briefly talk about something that you talked about uh, recently. I binge-watched all of The Good Place Season 4. Awesome. Dude, you are so right. That Cries? cheaty episode is... Cry? Fantastic. You cried that episode? Uh, I teared up. That I teared episode, up that episode. That I bawled in the season finale. Like, I, I quit... Or series finale. Like, I was literally just, like, sobbing. I was, like, kind of holding it in, like... <laughs> and it's just... It's, it's so amazing. philosophical, though. I know, man. There's something about the... The oh man, there's that element of people not being happy in the good place. That that the way they explain, dude. I know that element. Uh, it's such a worthwhile show to dive into. It talks about ethics, like a lot of the show, in really funny ways, and it's very philosophical. It's a very human show. You know? I, yeah, dude. I agree with you 100. percent It's about being a, human. Basically, it's a what it means. Perfect to human. series finale. I would go as far as to say, like it, Ooh, it perfect. just it just wrapped up everything perfectly. Like it's kind of like I don't know. I think about perfect season finales, and like my mind goes to like you know Breaking Bad, and then like this this show. That's really like the two that I can think of immediate leftovers. Actually, leftovers is fan- amazing as well. So good. Like like th- there are a few shows that I can Game of Thrones, th- arguably the best season finale of all time, by it's known not by awful, many. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not. They were, that's why they did a change.org petition they're like yeah. this is too perfect we need you to go back and rewrite it no, um, no that's not why but i don't know like it's it just wraps everything up in such a good way and it's a satisfying conclusion and it's still hilarious yeah i loved it and uh the use of uh, timothy oliphant is pretty good as well yeah yeah to make a connection to our last week week's episode in which we applauded his role in the mandalorian season two yeah and uh they make a leftovers joke um at the like in the ser- series finale, yeah, which I like I found hilarious because it's so like, it's so like niche like like nobody like who watched the leftovers it barely got nominated for any well that Emmys. was the joke wasn't and it? yeah yeah like literally it's uh they talk about like and Carrie Coon never even got nominated once for the leftovers like seriously I think <laughs> like, she said that that's worth eliminating the entire population of yeah. Earth yeah <laughs> because of the. The shame factor of not having nominated Carrie Coon, who was honestly incredible in The Leftovers. Wow, mm-hmm. that show. Oh. Yeah, season three. Of The aired, Leftovers. Aired at the same time as season uh, three of Fargo. It was that, that was the year of Carrie Coon. It was, and I yeah. think right after that, then she was in Avengers. Yeah, Infinity War, right? Yeah. Yeah, great for Carrie Coon. But uh, anyways, I love The Good Place. It's so great, and I can't recommend it enough. It's all that's on Netflix here in Canada. So if you're in Canada, watch it. It's so worth it. So that's, worth it. It's also a show that knows what it is and didn't want to extend it even though it was popular. I'm sure it had crazy ratings on Netflix especially. Mm-hmm. And it just knew that that was the end. This is how we were going to wrap up our story. We have a beginning, middle, mm-hmm. and end. And that's it. They did a good drink. We're going uh, out with a bang. Yeah. One of my favorite things about that show is uh, how they... Ha- just make replacements for swear words and they just use it so much yeah and your brain immediately goes to it so they say like what the fork instead of what the fuck right and they use that all the time and 
your brain just it fit like it changes the word in your head. So, you know what it is. You so know it's exactly a really what you mean. it's a really stellar way of like being able to be R rated, quote unquote, or like legitimate people. It's also um, the wow. way it's actually delivered though. Yeah. When they deliver the line what the fork, you know what they're saying because of, of the, the way that for instance in. Kristen Bell, who's the main star of the, the show, mm-hmm. is delivering that line. So it's it's well acted as well, arguably. Yeah. Kristen Bell, William Harper, and good old Cheers star and Fargo star, actually, to connect Fargo once again. Ted, Ted Danson. Danson. Jinx. Who's uh, really cool in this show. I'm curious to see what Ted Danson does next. Me too. I'm curious to see where all these people go next. For sure. And then, uh, should, I, should I talk about the one last thing? No, you know what, you go. And then I'll talk about my last thing. Sure, yeah. man. What do you watch? Uh, my girlfriend and I have been watching Ratchet. That is a prequel to the book, the one that flew Cuckoo's Nest one. That one, the Cuckoo's Nest book that I've one flew over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, I have no idea what that book's about. I just know I know of that book. Yeah, it's also I I guess a prequel to the movie as well. Oh, is there a movie Mm -hmm. with Jack Nicholson? I only knew it as a book. So, so it's interesting. It's a 1975 film, the the initial film. Ratchet, of course, is a Netflix series that's new. So this particular show is created by or co-created by Ryan Murphy, who's made the or had a large part in making a lot of the anthology series, like for instance, American. Crime Story and American Horror Story. So he brings some style to Whoa. both to both of those shows from what I understand. I've watched American Crime Story but not American Horror Story, but I can feel the elements of American Crime Story a little bit in Ratchet. It's about Mildred Ratchet, who's like a nurse in a mental hospital. In this case in California, that's how the show starts in the 1950s, maybe late 1940s. And the stylization of the show, the way it's stylized, the way it's shot cinematography-wise, and the music is the highlight of the show. Oh, and the acting, I should say. Mildred Ratchet is played, in this case, by Sarah Paulson, who also was in American Crime Story and is going to be in American Crime Story again when they go into the Clinton impeachment for the third season, which is kind of neat. But... The cool thing about it is how it's stylized. What Sarah Paulson is wearing in terms of her costume, the way that the set design is, the way it's shot in such suspenseful ways, it actually kind of brings up a feeling of actually like Alfred Hitchcockian kind of style of of cinematography and music. But One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is not, of course directed by Alfred Hitchcock. So it's kind of interesting that style there. But it is, again, it takes place in the 1950s. So it's kind of a neat idea. There is a problem with this show for me though and i'm not certain how it's going to turn out by the end of the series because i'm only four episodes in but i'm a little concerned with the plot in terms of the character's inconsistency they're like in comparison to the movie like how i haven't actually seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest so i don't have a perspective on that plus one flew over the cuckoo's nest happens years after how many years eight Uh, it's like something like that like it's quite a few years later so it's kind of showing the It's a prequel series, of course. It's a prequel series for Mildred Ratchet and showing kind of her journey to become who she is in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. What is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? What is that even about? Give me just like the quick Coles notes because I I legitimately have no idea. Again, this is something I have to see. I, I think that I, I definitely should see this, especially to give me better perspective on what Ratchet is, having now watched Ratchet. My girlfriend w- initially pushed me to watch this because she watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest years ago. It's about so, like a psychiatric hospital, it right? It is. It's right? about a psychiatric hospital. Okay, and so, so that's nurse, all I know about it. The, there's a nurse Ratchet who's kind of terrible and she is in this psychiatric hospital with jack nicholson's character and she's just terrible to the patients that's kind of the basis of what i know it to be if you're Mm. a listener here and you're like i am mature i know this is about 
something else. Well, I just don't know what it's about because I haven't watched it. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I definitely get where you're coming from. You just rolled your eyes. No. Okay, well, anyways, my point is I love the style of the show. I love the costume design, the set design, fantastic. The acting, amazing. But I find that the plot, the characters are very inconsistent in the way that they act. It seems like Mildred Ratchet is a brilliant person, very, very intelligent, but then she makes the stupidest decisions over and over again, and I just don't understand. Like, I keep questioning, how do these intelligent people keep making the stupidest decisions ever? And I'm wondering if it's just there to fuel drama, and I'm just a little bit disappointed in that. I just wonder if it's just, like, chugging along the plot. And that's my issue, overall. Like, doing things specifically for plot convenience? It kind of seems like that, but it's... And then I question, like, what's the point overall? There's some weird scene in it that feel like they almost don't belong like they don't fit i don't know it's interesting I'm, I'm on the fence i don't hate it i don't dislike it for sure i'm liking it so far it's production design and its production value is fantastic alone and i think i would recommend it but it's definitely interesting like the music is it harkens back to like 1950s 1960s cinema and same with a lot of the, the shots. Like, for instance, you'll have, like, a guy in a fedora entering a room, the light shining on him through the crack in the door, and he's got a small revolver raised. And you could just see him in his trench coat and his fedora kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of... Aesthetic? Suspenseful kind of cinema that I, understand. That I particularly like. But That's good to hear, man. I know... The plot is kind of disappointing so far. Ooh. Just a little bit. So I won't watch it, most likely. But my sister and her fiancé, they both watched it, and they both really liked it. Okay. Um, Interesting. But yeah, they didn't really elaborate. They just said that it's really good. You should watch it. As Ryan Murphy productions go, I do prefer American Crime Story quite a bit more. Both That's something I want to watch. are amazing to yeah. me. They're so different, though. It's an anthology series, but such a, obviously it, the point of the anthology series is to look and dive into two different American Crime Stories and a third coming later this year or next year. But ultimately, they're drastically different in the way that they're approached. And the style is a little bit similar because obviously they're made by similar creators, but worth watching for Mm. sure. Okay, maybe I'll get around to it. So the last thing I watched, I finished Fear the Walking Dead Season 5. I don't know why I did it. It's bad. It's not good. I talked about it last time. It was like a couple weeks ago where... I literally just stopped watching the mid-season premiere because the entire episode was filmed like people were holding cameras and the camera angles were incredibly inconsistent and people were like zooming in to make it more dramatic. It literally was garbage. It's a garbage episode and I kept on watching it for whatever reason while playing my Switch or, you know, playing like remote play on my phone, whatever, just to have something in the background. It's a garbage show. Remote play is PlayStation remote play. Yeah, that... I also did, I use a I'm little just, bit of I'm Xbox. I'm just trying to level the playing field did, for those uh, who really Xbox don't. some Xbox remote play too. Oh. Because they launched it. And it works well. So that's basically um, you can play Xbox games on your phone remotely through the streaming. Wi-Fi network. Yeah. Pretty neat. And, you know, just to have something. It is awful. It's so bad. The they, Xbox remote play? No, the Walking Dead. The Fear of the Walking Dead Season 5. Yeah. Uh, especially that latter half. They, they... How would it get worse? I don't know. Any time they try to do something cool... So they introduce, a, like, a character. And I was like, oh, this guy actually seems interesting. For, for the first time, I was like, oh, a new character that seems relatively interesting. There, there's also a character that they introduced in the first half of season five that I actually kind of like. But whatever. They, they just don't get enough play or screen time. And they introduce a new character. And I was like, oh, this guy's cool because he's different. And he has different motives and different mindset and then all of a sudden he like joins the crew and becomes everyone is the same everyone has the same thought process everyone acts identical there is no diversity in any of the characters and any of the characters that were even slightly unique just act 
the same as everyone else. And everyone's like, no, I won't do this bad thing because I have ethics or whatever. And and it's it's bad. It is awful. And they introduce a villain. Her name's Virginia. She's played by the one lady who's in The Boys, who's like the the, the agent, I guess, for um, you know Homelander and all those people. The girl that's just like manic and always like trying to keep everyone on track and like it's like where's starlight you know what i'm talking about i'll look up her name real quick i'm not sure who that is colby minifee who plays ashley in the boys she like works for vaught oh i know who does like all about. the appointments and oh stuff. Yeah, yeah 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 so yeah she plays yeah, the, she's like the marketing specialist yeah or whatever exactly oh yeah right uh, and she plays the villain in season the latter half of season five garbage character not to say anything poorly about the actress because she actually does an amazing job in the boys like i know what she's capable of but just a shit character and again these stupid same sort of like it's like the writers are almost imposing their own belief system on the characters and they don't write anything other than the one character it's like why is everyone so boring and like dimensional and 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 so her plot line is like i have a crew of people and the way we survive is by making sure that everyone is useful and we kill those who aren't useful blah 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 it's like same old shit different day we've we've seen this plenty of times before and long story short it's just a bad season. It barely goes anywhere. It's boring. That's the biggest crime is it's boring. And the worst part about it, they do another episode where everyone's holding a camera. They did twi- they, they did, did that it twice. twice. And I was like, who the fuck found the batteries? Not only that, but who thought that was a good idea? Who in their right mind? I literally was like, I was watching it. Was it directed by the same person twice? I don't, that's I don't know. Written I by the check. same person twice? I didn't, I didn't check. But I like, literally wanted to go on Twitter and tweet at Fear the Walking Dead if there is one and just ask who the fuck wrote those episodes. Like, or like who who gave the thumbs up to do this? Because this is the worst television I have ever seen in my goddamn life. And once again, it's near unbearable. The only reason I got through it is because I was playing Dragon Quest Eleven on my goddamn Switch. And literally, the cameras, once again, there's they have two cameras, but they have... 15 different angles is the one person holding the camera just running around like a fucking psychopath while people are having conversations like what is going on oh it's like a multi-camera production yes but one person's doing it there are two cameras and the way you know which camera is which is because the one camera has a darker gray shading and the one camera is vibrant so but it just swaps and there's literally like you know scenes from angles going up and then all of a sudden, the, the the camera's in the person's face, and then it's you know it it turns around. It doesn't. You don't even see it turn around. It's just looking at a different character that they're talking about. And there's this like intense exchange between Morgan and and Virginia, who's the villain, going back and forth. And there's just people standing there filming. It's like, what are you doing? And then again, same thing that I mentioned in the first one, where zombies snuck up on their uh, on their camp. How did you let it happen a second time? A second time while you are recording. You, you, you can see everything around you. And instead, the guy's just holding the camera. He's are hold- these guys, are these characters directors? Or are they newscasters? No. Or what's their deal? No, there's why one, they want to return? There is one character that is like, she used to be a reporter. And that's why they have the camera. Oh, and she's so been, that's where they're recording. Yeah, that, that's been, that was carried over from season four. The recording, but they never did a full episode where they're just recording, and it is unbearable, it is atrocious, and it's the worst thing. And at the end, I'm going to spoil this, they introduce a character named Tom, who is the most unoriginal, boring-ass character ever, played by a shit actor, I don't know his name, and I hope he never gets a job. I'm not even joking, because he's so bad, again, uh, like just this boring ass character filming because they're filming because they're, oh we got to show people what we're capable of and he's literally filming he's on a bridge 
The bridge is collapsing, and he's holding it like, oh, look, guys, we're going to make it. We're fine. He's talking into the camera while zombies are coming at him. He's like, oh, thank goodness. Like, everything's going to go okay. You know the bridge is collapsing. You're not moving. Instead of moving, you start talking to the camera, and the bridge falls. No way. But somehow they got the camera. The camera's totally fine. The footage, nothing's wrong with it. It's a waterproof camera? No, it's this big camera. That's totally fine. Oh, it's like a big broadcasting camera. But... Tom dies. So Tom didn't survive a bridge (laughs) collapsing, but this camera that was developed in the early 2000s is totally fine. And it's okay. If on a river, the bridge was just over land. I don't, I think it was over a river. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. And what, how did, so this guy dies. The bridge collapses because a there's a horde of zombies going there. How the fuck do you guys get the camera? You guys just wait for the zombies to go? Because the whole point you were running from the zombies, the walkers or whatever they call it in the show, freakers, they call it, no, sorry, that's Days Gone. They call it like a billion different names. They think of the the dumbest fucking names throughout the show. Biters? Uh, there's biters, limpers, whatever the f- hell else. I'm very passionate about how bad this show is. I can tell. it's awful. And they just have the camera. It's like, anyways... Long story short, it's an inconsistent, awful, atrocious mess. Nothing, there is literally nothing good about it. Because anytime there's a little glimmer of, oh, this might be actually pretty good, they ruin it. Because everyone is the same character. Every single person. Every single person. Huh. And they, they introduce a pretty cool idea of one of the characters, they, they have something wrong with them. And you don't know, but you assume it's like cancer or something. Right. Like, this is really, this is a cool idea. Like, you know, it's a zombie apocalypse, but there's someone just dying of cancer. Again, they ruin that as well. I'm not going to spoil how, but they ruin that as well. It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess of a show. Do not watch it past season three. And honestly, as much as I love, like, season three, and I even really like season one and two, it's almost not worth it. It's because, ruined. again, season three ends on a cliffhanger that they just ruin entirely in season four. At least season four is, like, bearable. But season five is quite literally unbearable. And uh, apparently season six, not that great so far, but it had one of their best rated Fear of the Walking Dead episodes so far. Oh, So maybe they're on an upswing. Am I going to watch it? Well, I made it through all of season five, so po- probably. You play Dragon Quest Eleven on your Nintendo exactly. Switch, and you're good to go, maybe. But my God. Anyways, I'm done. Rant over. It's shit. Alrighty. Well, let's get to the news, shall we? I think everyone on that writing staff needs to get fired. Like, quite literally. I don't think there is a single good writer on there. And if there is a good writer, they're just letting themselves get walked all over by a bunch of shit writers. Or maybe they're all good writers, and, and Scott Gimple is, is... You think it's Scott Gimple? It's probably and, the showrunners. And no? those other two showrunners, who I also hate, who I don't even want to remember their names, are like, whoa, 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 guys, that's too good of an idea. Let's ruin it a little bit. <laughs> that's literally what they're doing. That's literally what they're doing. Fuck that show. Okay. The news? Question mark? No. Well, that's too bad. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one. As Publication Variety reports, the largest cinema chain in the United States, AMC Cinemas, has reported a loss of over $900 million for the third quarter of 2020. This alarming number is obviously a direct result of the coronavirus pandemic that has ravaged the world and massively affected the theater business as a whole over the past nine months. As the pandemic has raged on, Most major blockbusters, including Denis Villeneuve's Dune, Marvel's Black Widow, and MGM's James Bond film No Time to Die, have been pushed back well into 2021 and beyond. CEO Adam Aron 
explained on the investor's call that AMC will need to raise $47.7 million in order to stay afloat. Damn, man, that sucks. The coronavirus pandemic ruined a lot of things. It did. Ruined lives. It, you know, ruined families. It killed a bunch of people. The worst thing about it, no, I'm just kidding. But definitely an awful thing about it is it ruining the theater industry. And it's just like, I almost feel like every week we bring something like this up and it just, it almost solidifies the fact that we're probably not going to have big wide theater chains for a while in quite a while, if ever, like if it ever can come back. We'll get it I, back. I'm I'm want to be confident. optimistic. I'm confident so. we'll get it back. I, I'm gonna believe in you. You are a doctor, so you're a smart man. So maybe you I'm know, not a doctor, but maybe you'll know but, okay. it coming back. How how things happen? Yeah, I do believe that at a certain point we will get them back because people still like to go to the theater. And if there wasn't a pandemic, people would be going to the theater. Obviously, yeah. Like there was a decline in theater going, arguably, but. With movies like Avengers, Infinity War, that just brought so many people to the theaters to watch the movie arguably twice and three times. Disney had a rocking year in 2019. They really did. And in 2018 as well. They just beat their year in 2019. So I do believe like with Lion King and Avengers Endgame, that there's just a need to want to see these big spectacle movies in the theater. So it will come up again. But will these businesses initially survive is the question. An interesting thing about this, just to sidetrack a little bit, is the fact that AMC Theatres, if you recall, changed up the structure. They made a deal with Universal Pictures, and they made it so that they only had to have movies in theaters for a few weeks Was before it 17 they, days or something like that? Some small number. Yeah, some ridiculous number, like 17 yeah, it's like, days. Why didn't you just make it three weeks or two weeks? Just right, it was the negotiation. Line. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, 14 days? No, no, 21. No, 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 no. We want we want 21 days. Ah, Fine, 17. 17 final offer. Deal. <laughs> and then they shook on it. Or they, they shook on it from a distance because of coronavirus. But anyways, mm-hmm. Universal made this deal with them. And so they actually have been making quite a bit of money from the video on demand business because that was part of the deal. They get 17 days, a fraction of the long period of like two or three months before for the, the required amount of allotment of time to have a movie in theaters before it goes to streaming or to video on demand or to Blu-ray DVD. Obviously, it benefits the theater business to have a movie in theaters for much longer before it goes to video on demand services. So they made this deal with Universal so that they could make a cut of the earnings on video on demand services for these Universal Pictures, which is really cool and a really good idea. And it was good on Universal's part in that they were kind of helping AMC limp along through the pandemic. And according to Adam Aron, the CEO of AMC Theaters, this helped them a lot. But they still need to raise $47.7 million if they want to stay afloat. And so hopefully investors give them the money, I guess. But I don't see this pandemic clearing up for some time and really helping theaters out. So I'm not sure that $47.7 million is going to go that far when this could go well into next year. So it is sad, isn't it? It's very sad, man. I don't want theaters to end. I, I feel like we've had this conversation multiple times. You're telling, I we're beating it. a dead horse at this point, aren't we? Yeah, you should resuscitate it. Resuscitate the dead horse. But yeah, man, I don't know. It is it is a bummer, and I really I just want things to get back to normal. I want to get I want to be able to go to the theaters because like I don't know we definitely went to the theaters more than the average human being. Oh, we, for sure. We quite literally went 
like probably once a week, if not twice a week, in sometimes like sometimes. Yeah, at least I think you could. We would say that we probably average again once a week. Yeah, and like we've gone twice, both times to watch Tenet. Tenet recently, yeah, it's madness. We saw Tenet twice. Yeah, Tenet and we Tenet. didn't go to see the hit movie New Mutants, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. What a missed opportunity. I know. I agree. That should be coming to streaming soon. Apparently, uh, Tenet is coming to streaming next month. Yeah. Which is pretty that? awesome. I'm I'm gonna rewatch that. I think I'm gonna rewatch it. I'm gonna watch it on my PlayStation Five using Tempest Audio. I don't think it's gonna have that. Right, the 3D audio. Yeah, I don't think it will support that. But yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's super cool. Or uncool, uh, I guess. You're super cool, dude. You're the coolest cat I know. I'm talking more about the AMC theaters. Probably inevitably gonna shut down. Oh yeah, totally. That's kind uncool. of uncool. Yeah, that's uncool. Uncool, 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 uncool. Yeah, uncool, 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 uncool. What do you what do you think's the next theater chain that's gonna be shut down? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do we really want to talk about this no definitely not that's uh, a good let's move on number two on the plus side real quick what's on the plus side at least our boy tanner z bowed out quickly you know what actually we forgot to mention yeah, tanner, tanner z yeah on the boys so let's just give a re- quick uh, yeah. recap or quick background information for tanner zipchen so if you don't know who tanner zipchen is He's the He's coolest a, guy in all of Canada. Of, in all of Canada. Arguably the coolest <laughs> dude. But he's cool. I love Tanner Z. So Tanner Zipchen was basically a guy who worked for big Canadian theater chain Cineplex Mm -hmm. and he basically did all the pre-shows for Cineplex but at one point he was being paid in scene points which which is is like a a point system that you get you know you can buy free movies basically. That man deserves way more money. It's like a loyalty program. That man deserves a six-figure salary at the very least for all Yeah, like he brought people to the theater. You know what I mean? Honestly, that was my favorite part about the pre-show is seeing Tanner Z. Whenever we missed the pre-show, I was always a little bit disappointed. I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to see Tanner this time. No, no, it's true. It's unfortunate. But Tanner Zipchen eventually got fired after only making scene points. Actually, that's not true. He actually did make money he made a wage uh, a normal a normal wage afterwards but i think when cineplex was purchased temporarily or was going to be purchased by cineworld the uk now, chain yeah he, european he, he theater also chain. just filed for bankruptcy like a week or two oh ago. yeah they're in rough shape too yeah but they were going to buy cineplex and then they bowed out but as soon as they were going to buy cineplex tanner zipchen was then let go mysteriously but I wonder Ridiculous. if it's because they were going to take a look at their books and realize that Tanner Zipchen at one point was being paid with scene points, which is ridiculous. It's but unbelievable, anyways, bro. The point is, that was the background information. He was cast in The Boys Season 2 as a yeah. reporter. I don't know how we didn't talk about that yeah, on man, I totally episode. forgot about that. I, I was, closer look I was going to bring it up boys. at one point, but then I didn't because you were you haven't watched. It was, uh, it was, I remember when that was. Yeah. It, was a, it was Episode 2. Episode two of our podcast? No, no, sorry. It was episode two of The Boys that he's in. Oh, okay. But it was when the first three episodes of The Boys aired and I watched it and then you you didn't. I was going to bring it up and I was like, actually, no, I want you to experience that amazing scene for yourself. Are and then he was the, in it again. Arguably the best scenes in The Boys season two. Were Tanner Zipchen yeah. doing interviews with some of the heroes. He's awesome. That's not true, but it was cool to see him there. I, I'm glad I, he landed yeah. on his feet, you know? Me too. I want to see him in more things. I'm surprised he didn't start his own like YouTube channel or something. He might have. Because he literally... I'm gonna did look, you look for it? No, I'm going to look it up. Uh, well, I did look uh, up like Tanner Zipchen multiple times after his removal because I was like, what is this? This can't be happening. This is the worst news of the year, arguably. That, well, simpler at times. That, at that point. Simpler times. Even then, honestly. 2019. Actually, that was the worst point, news of the year. Was That's still ridiculous. There's no way that was the worst news of the year, but... Probably. It was up there. It was definitely up there. Top five. Top five worst newses. Wow. And this year we had, you know... 
a giant forest fire in Australia, almost World War Three. COVID. COVID-19. Uh, the George Floyd death. Yikes. Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Oof. Ay, ay, ay. It's been a British. hell of a year. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty. Ooh. Let's move on to more friendly shores, shall okay, we? Okay, I love friendly shores. I don't even think that's the thing people say. Anyway, no? number two. As reported by publication Deadline, actor Christopher Walken... I'm walking here. I'm Christopher Walken closet. ...has been it's officially me. cast in the Apple TV Plus workplace thriller TV series Severance. Oh, you suck. Walken joins Box and Recreation actor Adam Scott, Academy Award-winning actress for Boyhood Patricia Arquette, and the Big Lebowski actor John Tortoro. I'm going to stop. The series is being directed by Escape at Denimora and Zoolander director Ben Stiller and written by Dan Erickson. The TV series is set to follow the goings-on at a company called Lumen Industries that is somehow able to separate an employee's work memories from their non-work memories in an attempt to strike the perfect work-life balance. Adrian, what do you think about this news about Severance on the Apple TV Plus streaming service? This is pretty cool. My the like the reason I wanted to talk about this is this is, is oh my god is this Christopher Walken's first TV series? I don't know that, and I should have prepared the answer to that because I should have figured you'd ask that question. Yeah, man, you know how I am. I love asking questions. At one point when I was writing this, I'm like, I got to prepare and make sure that I have the answer to that, but then I forgot. Mm, let's see. I'm gonna check this out. Christopher Walken Closet. TV, TV. Um, he was in apparently, yeah, he was apparently in some shows back in the day. He was in Peter Pan Live. Oh, I watched that one. That was fairly recent. Which I guess is a play that aired on TV. He was in Sarah Plain and Tall. Which I don't know what that is. He was in Turks and Caicos. What years are these? Um, so there's 1991, 2014, 2014, So he is in TV series. Apparently. Well, there you go. I don't know. There's your answer. American Playhouse from 1992. Mm-mm-mm. Is this true, though? No, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely been in TV series. This is a little different than this is like a dedicated streaming TV series. So I guess he's, you know, he's arrived in 2020. Yeah. But it's a cool thing. Like, this cast is really cool in general. Ben Stiller with The Escape at Denimora. The, the Escape at Denimora was actually really well regarded is a showtime show that's very well reviewed it stars benicio del toro and hmm. patricia arquette as well and is again directed by ben stiller it's about two convicted murderers that escape from the clinton correctional facility in upstate new york so it's pretty neat I, that is actually something that i kind of wanted to watch i just didn't get around to it how long ago did that air uh i think 2018 Oh, so that's recent. Yeah, it's not long ago. So it's Showtime, right? So is that on Crave here in Canada, you think? Because Crave has Showtime shows. Am I wrong about that? Let's find out. It is, in fact, on Crave. That's cool. Maybe I'll watch that. Also stars Paul Dano as well. Ooh, Paul Dano. He's going to be uh, the the Riddler in the... the um, Riddler. Yeah. Indeed. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's going to be neat. Apple TV Plus, I think Apple's really doubling down on this, and I think this is going to be a force to be reckoned with as the streaming services go. It had a little bit of a rocky start because uh, they didn't have that much content to start off with. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, it was that C show. Where... C, which I thought was a great concept. I know that you didn't like it. But... Yeah, I don't know. It looked very not good to me. I mean, it wasn't super well-reviewed, but it's in the 60 percentile. It's a bunch of blind people. 
that that we're trying to kill the person that could see. But how do they know this person can see if they're all blind? After hundreds of years of being blind, you generate ways to understand that people can potentially see, or you can see in different ways, like Daredevil. Come on, man. Come on. Use your imagination. No. Okay, then. that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, this is cool. I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what Ben Stiller does. He's doing another. This is a drama. And obviously Ben Stiller is more, he's done more comedies. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, like he, he kind of broke out of uh, comedies for a little while. But yeah, yeah like I know sure. him best from Zoolander, probably. Like obviously I've seen him in a bunch of different things. But Zoolander is probably the one I, when I think of Ben Stiller, I think of Zoolander. Simply put. Never watched Zoolander 2 because apparently it's atrocious. But Zoolander, the first Zoolander is funny as heck. I love that movie. It's really funny. He can't turn left. He's not an ambi turner. Have you watched Zoolander? I have. Yeah. I've seen Zoolander, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. I have indeed. I have indeed. Did you watch Zoolander 2? I did not. No. I didn't. It is poorly re- reviewed as far as I'm aware. It is. What is it? It's like a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Like? I feel like you just looked it up because I saw you looking at your phone. <laughs> no, I just knew that off the top Ah, yeah. You I just know this. I have, I have encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge uh, of a, the film industry. You're a crazy um, cat, man. You're a crazy cat. I hope you know that. The other interesting thing about the show is the concept. The idea of separating your memories separating your work memories from your home memories so that you have like a again striking the perfect work-life balance i'm just curious in general what this is going to turn out to be i don't know if you can really make a whole show about that so i'm curious about how the characters play off the concept Mm. it kind of reminds me the concept briefly because of the wackiness of it it kind of makes me think of the paul rudd show on netflix yeah paul rudd but there's two of them that show right yeah living with yourself correct living with yourself yeah Otherwise known as Paul Rudd, but there's two of them. Indeed. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like a neat idea. I'm curious how they would do it because it's cool that, you know, you separate your non-work memories with your work memories, but don't memories kind of define your personality? So, like, are you a different person at home? Isn't that the question? Mm. I I feel like this can be done well. I feel like this is a cool enough concept that I think like it, it can be done well. You got great actors. Yeah. You got a wacky, cool concept. I'm in, And man. you got Ben Stiller directing. What yeah. could go wrong? I love Adam Scott. I love Adam Scott and absolutely everything he's in. Every time I see that guy, I'm like, I love this guy. He's hilarious. Absolutely he is. hilarious. He is indeed. In Parks and Rec, he's phenomenal. In Step Brothers, he's unbelievable, bro. He's, he's great in everything. There's, there's that Netflix original movie, but the little Satan boy, and he's like the stepfather to him, and... Uh, it's not great. It's like little devil or evil devil, evil, little, little evil, little evil. That's what it was. I was getting there. And is it actually? Because that would be great if I'm you actually nailed it, it after stumbling around in the dark. It is indeed called Little Evil. Cool, man. Yeah, I got there. I think uh, I think your girlfriend told me to watch this when I worked with her back in the day. Oh. I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's funny. It's not great, but it's funny. And again, yeah, he, he's, he's like the stepfather in it, and it's just so stupid. I don't know. Adam Scott just does a really good job, like, emoting. Like, he has really good expressions. Like, when I think about uh, Parks and Rec, there's a, there's a specific scene where when he... Because lo- his character loves calzones. And there's oh, a scene, he sure does. And there's, like, the, the scene that I'll always remember where... Like, he has calzones and board games. Yeah, like... <laughs> He creates, his own, he creates his own board game. <laughs> Which yeah. I love. But there's the uh, there's the episode where he gets food poisoning from the cow zone. And, <laughs> and just like, he like talks to his uh, like wife at the time. He's like, the cow zone's betrayed me. Just like a, <laughs> like a complete shock and disappointment. And I don't know. He's just such a great actor. And I'm, I'm excited to see this. Christopher Walken, obviously, like a fan, phenomenal actor. This seems like a really cool. And Patricia Arquette. Like, I mean, she won an yeah. Academy Awards. Yeah, exactly. We got John... 
Torturo, who I feel like I haven't seen in much else. I know he's, I think he is making a sequel to The Big Lebowski. Already done. Is it done? The Jesus Rules. Oh, is that out? The Coen brothers aren't attached to it, though, which is... No, he's directing it, and he's in it. He was in, obviously, The Big Lebowski, and so he brought his character over. No, so that's done. That released already, so you can watch it. It did? Did you watch The Big Lebowski? No. No. Okay. He's also in, actually, The Batman. The Matt Reeves, the Batman. Oh, yeah, he's playing... um, Falcone. Yeah. So that would be interesting. The crime boss, Falcone. Falcone? I Falcone. think it's Falcone. Yes, indeed. All right. Yes. Yeah, Apple TV seems like it's really making itself into something worth paying for. I agree. Adam Scott, actually, just as a quick callback to the election, I did just watch the scene in which Adam Scott's character and Amy Poehler's character, they play husband and wife. Oh, and they meet Joe in Biden? Parks and Recreation. Yeah. And they meet Joe Biden. It's just such a great moment. It's so funny that Joe Biden literally was just on an episode of Parks and Rec. He literally just shows up. He's like, yeah, he did a great job, too. I think yeah, he did a good he, job. He literally vice president at the time. He's like, fuck it. I'll <laughs> just be in an episode of Parks and Recreation. Yeah. That's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited to see what the Joe Biden pre- presidency has to offer. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm definitely curious. I don't think much is going to change, but at the very least, I hope uh, there's less divisiveness across the United States. But that's doubtful. I'm sure there'll still be quite a bit. Again, not my country. I'm on your side. Whoever you voted for, I would have voted for too. No, that's not true. No, it's not. But I don't really care. I, I do think that things will change. That's a, that's a. I feel like that's a that's a thing that will happen. For the worse. No, no, no. I don't think that. But. Let's not get too deep into politics here. Let's move on to number three. As reported by Variety, actor Johnny Depp will no longer portray the dark wizard Grindelwald in the third film in the Fantastic Beasts Harry Potter spinoff film series. This development is directly related to Johnny Depp losing his libel lawsuit against British newspaper The Sun, who claimed in 2018 that Johnny Depp had physically abused his ex-wife Amber Heard. In a letter to fans on November the 6th, Depp had this to say on social media. Quote, Firstly, I'd like to thank everybody who has gifted me with their support and loyalty. I have been humbled and moved by your many messages of love and concern, particularly over the last few days. Secondly, I wish to let you know that I have been asked to resign by Warner Brothers from my role as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, and I have respected that and agreed to that request. Finally, I wish to say this. The surreal judgment of the court in the UK will not change my fight to tell the truth, and I confirm that I plan to appeal. My resolve remains strong, and I intend to prove that the allegations against me are false. My life and career will not be defined by this moment in time." Unquote. After this announcement, Warner Brothers decided to move the third installment in the Fantastic Beasts film series from its November 2021 release date to a summer 2022 one instead. Adrian, we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah, we have. Over the times. course of our podcast, what do you uh, make of this? I mean, it's it's pretty shitty. Like again, I'm it's a tough situation because obviously I don't know what actually happened, and realistically, like chances are Johnny Depp's probably not the greatest person. And I'm sure some of these allegations are true, and again, I'm sure Amber Heard is like from what we have seen an awful person as well. And I again, we briefly talked about this I think two weeks ago, how it's just a very obvious double standard that he's being asked to step down from Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is actually just still cool with Amber Heard being a part of multiple projects. Like Aquaman 2. Yeah, and or Zack Snyder. imminently. Yeah, the uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Correct. Um, or the Justice League Snyder Cut, whatever, whatever we call Coming it. Coming in 2021. And I just think this is a bad 
thing in general. Again, like if he did do these things, which again, like they're like they're saying that the reason why he lost this is because there's enough evidence to prove that he, he he has done it, which is it's awful. If he did do any of these, like what the fuck, like that's that's atrocious. But at the same time, we also know that she's done a bunch of shitty things. Shit on his bed, bit his finger, or like cut his finger off almost. And it's it's a very messy situation that we obviously don't know the full story to. And it's quite unfortunate how this is turning out. One of the disappointing things about this as well is just the continuity of the Fantastic Beast thing. That Grindelwald just gonna have to have an actor change. Like what? Yeah, the hell that's is that happening that? for sure. Um, no, but yeah, they're recasting it. They announced uh, that. Yeah, I know. But yeah, like it's uh, it's just unfortunate that this du- double standard is so very evident. It is, and that's my problem with it. Honestly, that is that's my, my issue overall, and I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. The amount of evidence against Amber Heard, he he didn't go come out come out and even plan on telling anybody tell the world about this. She just got to it first, and it feels like she just used him to build up her brand in the way that she was like fighting for women's rights in a weird way i hope that doesn't sound too controversial but it it doesn't sound like she's too good of a person no like he might be a a dick but i mean fairness this is the equality like on the other side in this case that is just unfortunate she clearly there's something wrong with her actions and i don't understand how there's exactly as you say it double standard that's the biggest problem in this case and uh, yeah, it's super unfortunate. And he's the only one painted negatively for somehow. How is that possible is beyond my understanding. She should 100% not be working if he's not no. working. No, dude, I'm, uh, yeah, or I, they I both agree work. with that. They either both work or, one, or, or they don't both work. Th- those, are the, those are the rules. You can't fire one of them. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He should just, I guess he's suing her now in America though. He's suing her in the United States. Good. good. For her Washington Post article that references him vaguely. It's a, like I don't know, it's just an unfortunate situation when again, I don't want to I don't want to say anything bad or something that I might not fully mean, but it is unfortunate that people like her that come out and talk about their abuse, which people should do, really just kind of like it's not fully true. You know what I mean? Right, she painted herself as the as a, absolute victim. Exactly. When she it's may not, not have been completely a victim. And it's like they, what really happened in this case, it seems like, is they just went in front of the world stage and aired their dirty laundry of their relationship when it seems like both parties were completely at fault. Like, yes. Based on the recording of her and what she said, and there's evidence arguably against him too, but it's, I, our, our, if you were going to really take sides, like, it's pretty even. So, what a weird thing. I agree completely. It's, yeah, like, because we should believe people that come out about this. Oh, 100%. That's, that's, un, yeah. I think unquestioned by, by me and you and in this case, but that's not the, the issue is in this case that usually you have one abuser in these types of situations. But it seems like it's very obviously they both were abusing each other. It was an incredibly right, it was a, unhealthy relationship. It was the most toxic relationship, it seems like, yeah. possible. And only one person's being punished for it by the world because now he's fired from his job. Yes. Will she be fired from her job? I hope so. It, it's doubtful. Yeah. So maybe, I, I guess we could be wrong. Maybe he's lying. But there's, like, we, we've heard what she's done. Like, we've literally heard it and she's admitted to doing specific things. I know, yeah. So it's, it's not, it's pretty clear that they're most likely both not great people. Yes. And again, I just, I just don't want to say anything the that one might be thing, mis- 
misconstrued. The one thing about in terms of evidence in this case was that both his exes, Vanessa Paradis and Winona Ryder, both I believe they were on the stand and they both said what a good person Depp was. And yeah. They didn't have, there was no sign of abuse or violence at all. That and is puzzling. That was the most puzzling part to me that I was, not that he could not change. Of yeah, that, that's what I'm if saying. If there's like drug there's, abuse involved, yeah. then he could have easily gone down that road potentially. But it's, it is interesting to me that that perspective and that they vouched for him. They went on, out on a limb to well, do yeah, that. And which is interesting. And multiple women came out and, and, and spoke about him. So, like, I know there's controversy beto- behind J.K. Rowling. We're not going to talk about it here. Um, but, like, she came out and, you know, specifically said, like, she never saw anything that might point to anything like that from Johnny Depp. And Helena Bottom Carter uh, recently also came out and talked about Johnny Depp in a very positive light and saying, like, she doesn't imagine he could do anything like that. Right. And again, like, you can fake a show. Like, like you, you can put on a show in front of people. Like Oh, sure. But it's pretty hard to put on a show during your entire marriage for, you know, Winona Ryder and um, whoever. Yeah. He's married to one of them. Sorry, yeah. one of them was just a girlfriend. Oh. I can't remember which one. Yeah, but like, it's pretty hard to put on a show during that entire time. Not impossible, but it is definitely difficult. It is strange. Yeah. But you can change, though, of course. So you could of change course, the of course, of course, of course. It's just, again, it's just odd. I, I just, I, the worst thing about this is that I just think it seems very likely that based on the recording of Amber Heard that she did the things that he's alleging she did. Yes. I'm hoping, this is a sad thing to think, but... I'm in a way I'm hoping that he's being punished for a reason and that this it's not all bullshit yeah because imagine okay he admitted to the drug abuse okay that doesn't mean you abuse somebody else which is the thing that's on trial drugs are cool we get it okay no but let's not go into that (laughs) the idea of of him being completely fired and he losing his career if he's saying the truth and that he didn't abuse her at all and that she's just basically spun this as he's claiming that is scary it's very scary because the world just believes it obviously because otherwise he wouldn't be fired and she would still be working it's hard to come back from allegations like that so we have a mutual friend definitely not as extreme but quite literally six months of his life was absolutely ruined because someone made an allegation against him that he drugged her drink at a bar but you were with him the whole time i was with him the whole entire time and we both left the bar together the entire time he literally spoke to said woman once at the bar and i was there and we left and then as we were leaving we got burritos and we were driving away one of our friends were driving these two women were talking to who a wasn't police. drinking by the way who yeah who was not he drinking. specifically yeah. was a designated yeah, he was driver. designated driver just to be clear and the, the, this and this and this woman was talking to a police officer with with her friend you saw her we saw her just standing the up there and you know as we're driving by like my my friend like put down his window and was like you guys have a good night like and the cop ran into his car pulled us over immediately and like dragged him like didn't drag him but told him to get out of the car and walks back in and he's like it was like 15 minutes later and he's like well uh, apparently like i'm going to be charged for like drugging someone and long story short it was like a six month like time span that it, quite literally he wasn't able to go to any any place any establishment period uh, that was serving alcohol and on top of that there were news articles written about him in our like local town not thankfully didn't use his name but people that were around him knew knew who, who he was him. and the bar that we would regularly go to we would go there for like karaoke and stuff would be just talking about him like oh uh, did you hear that he did this and i would be there and i would hear it and i would snap and be like are you fucking kidding me like this didn't happen and part way through this the, the, the trial uh drug test results came back from the woman that night because she 
took like a piss sample and it came back fully negative no drugs whatsoever period so it was, it was very obvious that it didn't happen but he still like dealt with these repercussions for over six months and people still like think that he maybe ha- did it now and, and this now, is like years later this is like like yeah three years later and that woman who came out and said that faced zero repercussion her life is going on normal she literally posted some facebook thing like oh like I dealt with this terrible tragedy, blah, 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 blah. People commenting on that post saying like that, like this person is like Brock Turner, who's an actual fucking rapist. And again, it, it ruined his life. It, so like this sort of stuff kind of hits close to home for me because I was there for one of my- You witnessed it. Yeah, I witnessed it happen. In this case, we don't quite side. know what's happened. Yeah. So that's where it's yeah, yeah, tricky. Sorry, sorry I guess I, I should it. say, yeah. I understand what yeah, you mean. Yeah, so yeah, I, I've seen the receiving end of these false accusations and what it can do. And- and my friend, like, still hasn't fully recovered. He still, like, has issues, like, trusting, you know, women in general and, like, making that first move sort of thing, etc. Like, do, doing a lot of things that he would just casually do back in the day. Like, he's, he's very worried about it and he has a lot of anxiety about it and he'll have, like, panic attacks sometimes about it. And, like, it, it's, that's going to stick with him. And it's really fucked up that things like that can even happen. And if that is the case in this situation, which I hope to God it is not, that is awful, and it is a very scary thought. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's kind of all I have to say about this. All, actually, one last thing about this, to leave it on a lighter note. Yeah. I think Fantastic Beasts was a not the right thing to call this series because it doesn't make any sense. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, that makes sense. And then you got Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Gay Wizard Hitler— doesn't make any sense. Has nothing to do with Fantastic Beasts, exactly. does it? Exactly. No, I haven't nothing. watched actually either of them. Me neither. That's coming out on Netflix. The, happened, the second one, sorry. What happened for me is that, I, I think I explained this in a previous episode, I saw the score on the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I was like, ah, that's kind of mediocre. It was like a 60% of Rotten Tomatoes. Then the second one came out, it was like a 20. And I said, do I want to watch this now? Unfortunately, great actors in these two movies, mm-hmm. but is it worth it? If the third movie is good in terms of reviews, then... Uh, I might check it out. Yeah. I'm curious how this pans out. Me too. Me too. All right. Let's move now on. Now on to the montage. Oh, what? A sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one. As Deadline reports, The Good Place writer Chris Ensel is writing a comedy TV series for ABC Studios that will follow an immigrant couple as they navigate their relationship after a deportation. If it is anywhere near as good as The Good Place... I'm excited for this. Number two. As Deadline has reported, Remington Steel actor Pierce Brosnan and Fight Club actress Helena Bonham Carter are set to star in the new film Not Bloody Likely. The new film will take a closer look at the making of the George Bernard Shaw 1914 theatrical production of Pygmalion. I don't know what that is. Number three. As Variety reports, Footloose actor Kevin Bacon and Project Power actor Machine Gun Kelly will star in the Andrew Baird-directed action movie about a robbery gone wrong called One Way. Honestly, anything about robberies or crimes going wrong, it always it always piques my interest. Number four. According to publication The Hollywood Reporter, the CBS all-access streaming TV series Interrogation has been cancelled after one season. Another one? Another cancellation? What else is on CBS all-access? Just Star Trek Discovery? That's the only thing I know of. I guess all the CBS TV series. Can you think of a single CBS show? Elementary. Oh. I used to really like The Mentalist. (laughs) Number five. As reported by The Hollywood Reporter, the Canadian government has plans to ask for upwards of $800 million from U.S. streaming giants such as Netflix and Amazon Prime in order to fund Canadian film and TV projects that will inevitably be found on these platforms. This is actually an interesting read. I highly recommend you read the article on this. Number six. As noted by Canadian tech website Mobile Syrup, the Andy Samberg-starring comedy movie Palm Springs 
will be on Amazon Prime Video in Canada on the 18th of December. Oh, heck yeah. Fun fact, you could have had my $20 a while ago if you just let me buy it. Number seven, as website Entertainment Weekly reports, The Good Place actor William Harper will star in the second season of HBO Max's anthology series, Love Life. Good for you, William. You deserve a love life after The Good Place. I hope you know that like, he's a, just an actor, right? What? Number eight, as Variety reports, the Olivia Wilde-directed Florence Pugh and Chris Pine starring movie Don't Worry Darling has had its production pause due to a positive COVID-19 test on set. I feel like they should be worried. Am I right? <laughs> Number nine. As followed by Deadline, Jimmy Fallon has renewed his Tonight Show contract with NBC and will stay on as host past the year 2021. However, head writer Rebecca Drysdale has left the show along with showrunner Gavin Purcell. I doubt anything is really going to change. Number 10. As Variety reports, Disney has indefinitely delayed the theatrical release of the Ryan Reynolds video game action film Free Guy and the Murder on the Orient Express mystery sequel movie starring Kenneth Branagh, Death on the Nile. Free Guy and Death on the Nile were set for release at the end of 2020, but now their release dates remain unset due to the uncertainty of the COVID-19 pandemic. That is unfortunate. I was actually very much looking forward to Death on the Nile. Not so much GTA the movie though. I don't really care. And that concludes the montage. <laughs> what? Why don't you make these noises? great little audio adage. You clearly made that noise. You no. just made that noise with your mouth. No. Just now, live. Shh. Live in front of me. Nine. Huh? Nine. Okay. That's, don't you have something to talk about? Some some Ooh. kind of... I got new releases for you. Right. There's a few this week. I'll get through them quick, and that way I can go eat. You're a hungry boy, aren't I'm you? I'm a hungry little bitch. Hungry, hungry hippo. You call me a hippo? One of the most dangerous animals they in are Africa? Dangerous, yeah. I agree with you. That's exactly what it's I crazy. am. Their jaws clench. It's over for you. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, more people die from hippopotamuses. They're goofy looking than animals. lions. They are goofy looking animals. But they aren't goofy. They they mean business. Remember the Canadian house hippo? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, right? that's a great thing to bring up on this podcast. I agree. Actually. The Canadian house hippo. This the point of that commercial. It was a commercial to teach kids not to believe everything they watch on TV. The the ironic thing is is I believed that there was a Canadian house hippo. Me too. And I still do believe it. I haven't seen one yet, but I still believe it. I believed it at the time. Yeah, me too, man. Because it was so believe like the way they did the graphics for it. And then at the end of it, it says, don't believe everything you watch. But at that point, it was too late. Like, you just convinced me. Yeah. I assumed that the whole point of that, that commercial was to not leave crumbs lying around. I thought it was a, about to clean up right. after yourself. Yeah. That, that, that was my, my takeaway. Right, yeah, it. yeah. If you're Amer an American human... And you want to know what we're talking about? Look up House Hippo. Canadian House Hippo. Canadian House Hippo. Sorry. Yeah, it was a. It was on. It YouTube. was only aired in Canada. It's such a funny thing. It is interesting. I'm very I, nostalgic over that. He's so weird. You know what's interesting about that though? Maybe that's part of the reason why I can't stand for misinformation on the internet because of that commercial. Yeah, because. Because <laughs> I because after I learned that that was actually fake, I I vowed to never again be fooled. I. You know what I mean, dude? I don't know. Like, I'll believe it when I don't see one. There's that commercial, and there's also the commercial about the robot. I can put my arm back on, but you can't. Stay yeah. safe, kids. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. <laughs> the robot that does those flips in that weird mechanical machinery area, and then he gets his arm cut off, and then he puts it back on. Yeah, or the... or the that, that what was that commercial where it's just a bunch of little like 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 little clips where it's like oh like what are you special for or whatever and you know there's a guy that's like a magician that cuts cuts his sister and like mom 
blah, 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 cut me in half again. And then the guy that's like, I can make uh, T-Rex noises. And he's like, you remember that commercial? I don't. Oh, no? I don't remember it. No, that what was another that, what, is that, what was that meant, meant to teach us, though? I don't remember that everyone's, like, special in their own way or whatever. Oh, okay. okay I don't know. Okay. It, I remember it aired on YTV all the time. All right. That was separate one, though. Wow. It yeah. really did convince me. Yeah, man. I still believe it. I still believe it to this day. There isn't a house hippo. I don't believe you. A Canadian house hippo. Sorry. Ah, but there is an African house hippo. No. Yeah. There's no Canadian or African house hippo. I think hippo. There's, there's house hippos out there. I, I won't. I'll, I'll believe it when I never see one. Okay, then. Okay. Okay. Okay, what movies are releasing? Well, let me start with movies that release on November 10th, okay? You do that. I'll start with that. I'm going to do it right now. I'll allow it. I'm going for it right do now. It. The first do movie that's then. coming in. I'm, I'm doing it. Do it. You Don't look beautiful it. today. Thank you. You're welcome. I like your shirt that you're wearing. It's very simple, but thanks. I, I know. It, it It matches you. <laughs> I feel like you were just reaching. Yeah, I. I uh, that came off as like a diss, but I didn't mean it that way. I feel kind of, I do feel dissed. Yeah, I didn't mean it that way. I apologize. It's fine. Just get to the movies. All right. The first movie that's coming out on November the 10th is a movie called Jungle Land. This was conferred by the Apple TV app and Movie Insider. It's a video on demand release. You can rent it on the November 10th. It's about two brothers, one a boxer, one his manager, travel across the country for one last boxing battle. However, there's drama just throughout their journey. Because that makes for an interesting movie. Interesting. Charlie Hunnam is in this one. Hmm. Is he the boxer or is he the manager? I'm pretty sure he's the boxer, but I didn't look too deep into it. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Dating Amber. Ooh. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. Once again, you can rent it on November 10th. Uh, this takes place in mid-90s Ireland, where two friends, a gay dude and a lesbian lady decide that they'll pretend to be stri- like in a straight relationship to fool people, but things don't go exactly as planned. It's actually very well rated currently on Rotten Tomatoes. There's only 23 reviews, but it's sitting at a 96. Okay. okay. I watched the trailer. It looks pretty good. Cool, man. I'm actually quite interested in this one. Excellent. Now, the next movie that is coming out is coming out on November the 11th. This movie... Lest we forget. Oh, dude, yeah. It's Remembrance Day. It is indeed. Yeah. In Canada. In Canada, specifically. Yeah. Does, do other countries have Remembrance Days? Yes, but they're like named differently, and they're not always on November 11th. Ah, like Memorial Day. Yeah, exactly. Ah, okay. Uh, this movie's called What We Wanted. It's on Netflix. That's where it will be streaming on November the 11th. It's about this couple that they can't make babies when they fuck, and they go on vacation, and this vacation is testing their marriage. And on top of that, they have the, these neighbors when they're on this vacation, and the neighbors aren't helping. They're making it worse, arguably. Cool. Okay. Now, the next movies coming out are all coming out on November 12th, otherwise known as PlayStation 5 Day. And um, <laughs> nice. it's actually just one movie. It's a movie called Ludo. It's also on Netflix. This is a Bollywood film. It's about like four stories of like four different characters that event that intersect with each other and are all linked to one eccentric criminal. Hmm. Mm, interesting. All right, and then the final movies uh, for this uh, upcoming week are all coming out on November the 13th. The first one is a movie called Freaky. Ooh, I've seen the trailer for this This one. This one looks cool. This is coming to theaters. I got this confirmed from the Cineplex app, and the first time I saw it was on Instagram. This is made by the director of uh, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. I watched Happy Death Day. It's a fun watch. I recommend it. 
and I really want to watch Happy Death Day to you. I just never got around to it. But this movie, it stars Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton, and they switch bodies, kind of like Freaky Friday style. But Vince Vaughn is a serial killer. But since he switches bodies with Catherine Newton, technically she's the serial killer. But her character is not the actual killer, as her character is technically Vince Vaughn throughout the movie. You follow right. me? Understood. Okay, cool, man. All right, the next movie that's well, throughout co- some of the movie. Because I'm sure they switch at some point in the movie. Yeah, yeah, they probably switch at the beginning of the movie at some point in the beginning, and then some point at the end they switch back. That is a, that's a guess. Probably pretty. This did pretty strike good. me as something that would be an entertaining. It just watch. looks like fun. That's what Happy Death Day was. It's just like a fun little horror flick. Just a fun little horror flick. That's like self-aware. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Climb. This was actually coming to theaters. It's a confirmed by the Cineplex app and the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com. Uh, this movie is actually a song by Miley Cyrus. Alrighty, so the next movie that wait, is wait, coming out... what does out, that mean? You never heard the song The Climb by Miley Cyrus? Yeah, but the movie's the song? How is the movie the song? Is it a music video? I'm not going to tell You're you. You're now announcing music videos on this part of the show? You're just going to have to stay tuned to find out. How is this announced by Cineplex app? It's on the Cineplex app. It's a movie called The Climb. What's it about? I didn't look into it. I just thought of that joke and left it there. Okay. You weren't supposed to bring it up. You were just supposed to let me keep going. Well, I apologize for paying attention. Well, that's on you, man. Well, excuse me. Well, I'm going to jingle jangle onto the next movie called Jingle Jangle, A Christmas (laughs) Journey. Oh, my God. It's coming out on Netflix. It's about this old toy maker who was betrayed by his apprentice decades ago and loses all will to make more toys until his granddaughter comes into his life. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next movie that's coming out is also coming out to Netflix. Netflix is releasing quite a few movies this week, let me tell you. It's a movie called The Life Ahead. It's about this Holocaust survivor who runs a daycare, and she becomes friends with this street kid that robs her. Oh. So it looks like a, it's going to be a heartfelt movie. Fun fact, if I... This movie never could have been made if I was Hitler, is all I'm saying, because I would have stopped the Holocaust. Right. Yeah. That's a callback to two episodes back. Yeah. I feel like that could easily be misconstrued, that statement. Why? Because no, the person listening to this episode may not have watched or listened to our last episodes. I'm just saying, yeah. But it's true. If you were the good version of Hitler, if you'd gone back in time and become Adrian Hitler. now to become Hitler and change the course of history. I would have stopped the Holocaust, man. I would have done it. But who knows? Maybe someone would have just taken my place. You never know, man. Maybe you would have been the leader of Germany, though. It's true. You would have used the height of Hitler's power. Yeah. And then that was. I think that was the point. Yeah, something like that. Next movie that's coming out is a movie called Ammonite. Oh my God. Um, this was confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, and Google. This The only reason I added this to the list is because it's actually playing in theaters at the Westdale Cinema in Hamilton, near us. It stars Saoirse Ronan and Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet's this paleontologist, and she gets hired by this, this dude to take care of his wife, who I assume is played by Saoirse Ronan. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. But we've already gone through it. Kate Winslet's a bitch. Fuck Kate Winslet. Not Kate Winslet, her character in Titanic. Oh. Oh. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Chick Fight. This is confirmed by m.the-numbers.com and the Apple TV app. It's a video-on-demand movie. It's about this down-and-out woman who turns her life around after joining an all-female underground fight club that's run by Alec Baldwin, the actor, not the character that he's playing. Understood. Bella Thorne is in this movie, too. She plays the main character. Fun fact about Bella Thorne, she ruined OnlyFans in a lot of ways, their, like, financial structure. So originally, OnlyFans would be doing payouts to women, or whoever's on it. I guess I shouldn't say women because dudes are on it, too, Mm. where they pay out every single week. And then Bella Thorne went on OnlyFans, and she, you can do these, like, 
like these where, where you send people a photo and they have to pay you money to unlock the photo. Right. And she advertised it as nudes. But in reality, when she sent them out, they weren't nudes. She was just wearing like provocative clothing. So oh. people flipped out. But the money are the payment already went through to Bella Thorne. So OnlyFans was like, well, now we're only doing monthly. So any money that you put in, the people were only getting paid monthly now as opposed to weekly. So she ruined a lot of things for OnlyFans and a lot of people hate her. Interesting. Yeah. You know a lot of history about this OnlyFans. I just remember uh, hearing about it on a podcast. I've never actually been on OnlyFans. I'm not even being oh, yeah? facetious. You sure there, buddy? Why would I pay for that? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Anyways, and the final movie that's coming out is a movie called Echo Boomers. This was confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.thehypenumbers.com. And the trailer itself, it's a video on demand movie that you can rent. But it, for whatever reason, we can't get it here in Canada. This is another one of those Palm Springs events. The rental events. The rental's the best one because it's just so ironic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but this is about, apparently a true story about some college kids that steal from the rich. But apparently they don't give to the poor. They just keep it for themselves. So it's oh. not like Robin Hood. Michael Shannon is in this one. But that's really it, man. That's it. That's all the movies coming out that I found. Wow. Thank you are, very much. That are for note. That are noteworthy. Thank you for your attention. Oh my gosh. You are so welcome. Well, that's pretty much what we have for this week. How are you feeling, Adrian? I'm pretty good. I'm hungry. Yes. Yes, indeed. I thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Good, sir. Thanks. On uh, this oh, hungry, me. hungry evening. Oh, uh, you should have sent a hippo. You could have brought it back. Hungry, hungry On hippo. this hungry, hungry hippo? <laughs> yeah. We're not on a hippo doing the podcast. Are we? Nobody can see us. Yeah, we're likely on a hippo. Yeah. One of the most dangerous animals. It's <laughs> possible. Anyways, that's... Domesticated unbelievably hippo. Unbelievably ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Thank you for listening to the 19th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Penter signing off. So people say that the house hippo is a myth, but I know it's not. And you know what else isn't a myth? That Batman v Superman's a good movie. Thank you very much. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Good night. Bye. Good night. What the heck, man? Yeah, it's night during for the us. day. We have no idea when they're listening. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, goodbye. Just have a good day. Or night. Just have a good time.